What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. All right, so yes, as promised, it is now time for the top 40 albums of the year 2020. Gasp. And yeah, I was initially going to go with just 20 albums because 20 from 20 had a nice ring to it. But I felt like I almost played no new music at all from the last year here on the show, uh, doing all these countdowns and everything. So I figured for this countdown, which actually deals with the current, I would, you know, just play more albums because, you know, I could find 40 decently strong records for the year 2020. Being a fan of rock and roll and especially quality rock and roll, nowadays you do have to be kind of an archaeologist and dig for it. Some of it's out there for you to notice right away and some of it you have to go look for. So you're going to get a mixture of all of those things here in the top 40. So let's just get right into it. Let's dive in hard and let's enjoy these 40 records that I dug in the year 2020. I could say at least, and I do have some disclaimers here at the top of the show, probably from 40 through 31 here, at least this first part. These are pretty good records in a sense of, I liked three quarters of the record, so they generally score somewhere between 75 and 80, you know, somewhere around there, 74 to 80. Uh, but these are pretty damn good records. I at least recommend a listen through, let me know what you think, that kind of thing. And also, before we get to number 40, I do need to make kind of a correction slash apology as it concerns the top albums of the year 1990. I completely screwed up. There was an album that I completely scored, listened to, rated the whole thing, and I thought I put it on the master list. And I, I guess just the day I was working on it, I didn't save it to the file, something happened. But I could tell you that Depeche Mode's Violator definitely should have been in the top albums of 1990. So if you're rescoring it at home, I would say it at least comfortably goes between, you know, probably somewhere between 9 and 15, something like that, let's just say, as far as what it got on the score system. But Violator's a damn good record, and it belongs in the upper echelon of albums from the year 1990. Okay, let's get into the top 40 albums of the year 2020. As terrible as the year was for a lot of people, including myself, I did find some good music to go along for the ride. So coming in at number 40 is a band that's not known for making long records, but they definitely made the shortest album of their career. You could almost classify this one as an EP, honestly. So uh, right off the bat, I kind of had a weird taste in my mouth on this one. 
And it's a pretty polarizing record for this band. I mean, this band has definitely gone off from their original course over the course of their career, and mostly to their credit and success. But, you know, I didn't hear a lot of love for this record. And, you know, honestly, I get the hate, but I don't hate this record. Like I said, it's probably about three quarters good. Uh, Their launch single from this was one of their worst singles, a song called Oh Yeah. But I did actually enjoy a good amount of Green Day's latest studio effort, Father of All Motherfuckers, came out on February 7th of 2020, and it was produced by the great Butch Walker. At least, uh, I like uh, his albums. Uh, I don't always like the albums he produces, but I like him as a solo artist. So yeah, produced by Butch Walker and Chris Dugan. And yeah, this album clocks in at 26 minutes and change, so that that's kind of weird. Although I did wind up getting it on vinyl, I actually paid about $10 for it, so I didn't feel ripped off. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's some stuff to like about this album, and stuff that harkens back to the old school, and stuff that sounds modern as hell. Um, somewhere more in the former. Uh, but yeah, let's go with this one right here. I like this one because it's probably one of the best Hive songs that the Hives haven't recorded yet. So here you go to kick off this countdown in fine fashion. This is Green Day with Fire Ready Aim. kicking off our top 40 right there coming in at number 40 with the album father of all motherfuckers that was fire ready aim all right coming in at number 39 right here is a band that has been doing it for a long time and you know sometimes bands they just rely on their past glories but i gotta say this band turned in a better than average record And uh, unlike Deep Purple, this is an album I would listen to again and voluntarily listen to again because, man, that Deep Purple record was freaking terrible. But I'm going to talk about a good record, Blue Oyster Cult's The Symbol Remains, and it actually has that, wow, I can actually hear elements of their classic material, and it's not a forced thing, you know, and... 
I think it's a cool record. It's got those quirky things that we love about Blue Oyster Cult. It was a nice little surprise. So there you go. This album came out on October 9th of 2020, co-produced by Eric Bloom, Buck Dharma, and Richie Castellano. And uh, yeah, if you like BOC, I think you'll be as pleasantly surprised as I was right here. I almost played uh, one of the songs, I think this was actually one of the singles, it called Box in My Head, and I thought it was so stupid when I first heard it, but the more it went on, the more I'm like, this is a really fun, cool song. It totally makes sense to play. But as far as BOC goes, I've always kind of gravitated towards their extra quirky songs. Like one of my favorite songs of theirs is Joan Crawford. It's just a, a killer song you should go check it out if you haven't heard it yet and i've played it on the show before but i'm gonna play this one right here because it kind of reminded me of that without being just derivative of that so here you go here's the creepy beware kind of song on the symbol remains this is florida man Oh 
right, Blue Oyster Cult right there with Florida Man. Yeah, a little creepy right there. Beware of the Florida Man. That was off of The Symbol Remains, our number 39 record, coming in at number 38. Uh, He's kind of a local guy. I've I've seen him quite a few times live. I haven't seen him with a solo act yet, and I've become a pretty decent fan of his solo material. And honestly, I think he's only getting started right here because... He doesn't have that perfect album yet, but he's getting there. I I really like the progression that he's on. Uh, So he can only get better from here. And, uh, you know, coming in at number 38 on my list, on my snobby-ass list, is not bad at all. Talking about Ryan Hamilton. Uh, Officially, the band is called Ryan Hamilton and the Harlequin Ghosts. They have a new album out called Nowhere to Go But Everywhere. It came out on September 18th of 2020. And, uh, yeah, I like most of this record. Even threw in a uh, cool cover of Tom Petty's Southern Accent, so give that one a shot as well. But I definitely needed to play this one right here. This is the best song on the record, in my opinion. Super catchy, super clever. Check it out. This is Jesus and John Lennon.
Brian Hamilton and the Harlequin Ghosts right there with one of my favorite songs of the entire year of 2020. That's tops right there with me. That was Jesus and John Lennon. By the end of it, you're singing along with it. Tell me if I'm lying. All right. Coming in at number 37 right here. 37? Uh, yeah, is a guy that I'm always rooting for. And I'm really glad he seems to have found a really cool act here. Former guitarist, but really forever guitarist for Motorhead, Phil Campbell. He's got his band here called Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. And what's great about that band name is that uh, most of the band are his sons. <laughs> and uh, except for the lead singer, uh, they're all family members of his. But uh, yeah, I think I think I have that right. But yeah, uh, Phil just did a cool interview with my friend and podcasting uh, cohort Mark Striegel from our Talk and Rock show. He was on the new Talking with Mark Striegel, so go check that out. You can listen to the explanation about this album in you know, great detail. The album is called We're the Bastards. It came out on November 13th of 2020. And uh, yeah, I like this record. You know, you, you can't go into the, it sounds like Motorhead expectations. Yes, some of it musically will sound a little bit like Motorhead, but I don't think that's fair to say going into an album like this with with that kind of expectation. Like I said, it's just a cool, straight up, you know, like barroom rock and roll, hard rock record. So yeah, it's like just flip the brain cells off and just rock out. And I love records like this. Uh, when they get it right, it doesn't sound too generic. And uh, so, yeah, this is a quality record. So check it out. Here's one of my favorites off of this album. This one's called Son of a Gun. Yeah. 
All right, Son of a Gun right there from Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. That's probably musically the most like Motorhead, but as you can tell by the lead singer, it doesn't sound completely like Motorhead. So yeah, good on you, Phil. You could have done the easy, lazy thing, but you didn't. It takes a lot of balls, so I respect that, and it's a good record. So yeah, coming in at number 36 right here is a band that's been doing it as long as I've been alive. So yeah, like 40 plus years, The Pretenders. Uh, you know, I haven't really enjoyed a Pretenders album top to bottom in a long time. I mean, they're, they're always good for a few songs, but this is probably, without sounding too much like a hype sticker here, this is probably their best album like in 35 years, honestly. So I'm going to go with that officially. Hate for Sale is the name of the record. Came out on July 17th of 2020. Produced by uh, one of Blur's longtime producers, Stephen Street. So that's immediately intriguing for me. And uh, I'm, I'm going to give him some credit on this. <laughs> so I, I like this record. And uh, I'm going to go with the title track right here because it sets a good precedent right at the beginning of the record. So yeah, not much else to say. Keeping it basic, keeping it fun, and uh, having a little bit extra youthful energy for the first time in a long time. This is Chrissy Hine and of course The Pretenders with Hate for Sale. sale right there from the pretenders from the album of the same name good stuff right there so coming in here at number 35 
is another band much like the pretenders has been doing it uh, you know pretty much almost as long as i've been alive uh, exactly so back to back right there and another band that put out a really short record like green day an album that's only 27 minutes long but i'm going to give them a little bit more of a pass because that's kind of what they've done pretty much their whole career but it's a cool band regardless i'm just glad they're putting out new material and it sounds good So yeah, the latest effort here by X, the Los Angeles band X, not to be confused with the great Japanese band. Uh, But yeah, they put out a record on April 22nd, which was my uh, sister's birthday. So happy belated birthday to my sister. Positive vibes to you. Uh, And uh, yeah, this album was produced by Rob Schnapp, former Elliott Smith producer. And the album is called Alphabet Land. So once again, having that classic element, uh, you know, into their sound that they've never really lost, honestly. They still got that little bit of edge, that little bit of pissed off hunger and anger right there. So yeah, check it out. Uh, Alphabet Land by X. This is my current favorite song off the record. It's called Free. great x right there in their comeback album alphabet land good stuff go get that record uh, so yeah coming in at number 34 right here a little bit of a disappointment for me honestly especially after their previous record and i think that's fair because it came out very recently their previous album and it's not like they waited five years uh, but definitely one of my favorite bands of all time is the smashing pumpkins and I loved Shiny and Oh So Bright that came out a couple of years ago. Thought that was just like, oh, wow, 
that's one of those records I could play to the naysayers and you can't really deny like the greatness of it. Uh, that, that's how I felt about it at least. But, and even then I've been talking about short records this entire episode, that pumpkins record, I think clocked in about 35 minutes, something like that. It was really short, like the shortest album they've ever done. And it left me wanting more. And to the complete opposite effect, the follow-up Seer, I believe that's how you pronounce it, C-Y-R, and it came out November 27th of 2020, produced by Billy Corgan. Uh, I I feel like, you know, maybe that was the feedback he got, and so he's like, well, hell, I'll just make a long record this next time. And, you know, it it became basically a double album. I guess on the vinyl format, it's a double album. Uh, in the CD, you can definitely fit it on one CD, but the last time Billy did a quote-unquote double album, it was one of my favorite albums of all time, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. So, you know, there's those kind of, like, I guess, unrealistic expectations that I set in my brain, like, oh, this is going to be his next double album masterpiece, and it's really not. And, uh, you know, unlike Shiny and Oh So Bright, it's not like a rock album, you know, like Shiny and Oh So Bright is a heavy rock album and it's really awesome. It's got these great bright spots, but this has more of a synthy post-rock new wave, you know, kind of influence, you know, and that's, that's, you know, what Billy wanted to do this time. So I can't fault him for that, for, you know, doing what is honest in his, you know, head and what he wants to do is art. But yeah, it just didn't really hit me. And maybe this will be a grower over the years, but yeah, it's just uh, not one of my favorite albums ever by them. Ironically, you know, if he had whittled it down to 35 minutes, I I might have it in the top five once again, but uh, it didn't happen. But here's one of my favorite songs off of it, not to completely shit on the record, because I like a good amount of it. So here's a bright spot here on the Seer album. This is Witch.
the smashing pumpkins with witch from the album seer that's my number 34 album of the year 2020 we are moving on to number 33 right here with a comeback that i was definitely waiting for this band was actually supposed to come back and play live shows in 2020 but you know what happened there womp womp so yeah but let's see what happens in the future i'm excited about it and you know uh, once upon a time i thought these guys were going to be one of the big saviors of rock and roll and unfortunately it didn't happen but you can definitely listen to those records and know that they are the real deal and uh, i dig them they're flamboyant they rock they're called foxy shazam over there from the midwest area i believe they're from cleveland uh, and yeah man I, I i love them i'm glad they're back uh, this album didn't like hit me right away but the more i listen to it the more i like it so it's kind of a quasi grower right here but you can definitely hear the elements of what drew me to the band on this record uh, not the best place to start but definitely one to listen to if you just listen to the catalog in order uh, the album just squeaked in here uh, at the very end of the year 2020 on December 11th, and it's called Burn, not to be confused with the great Deep Purple album, of course. But yeah, uh, go check it out. And here's my favorite song off of it. This will give you a nice idea of just what the band's about, period. If you've never heard them, this is Dreamscape 2020.
album burn that was foxy shazam with dreamscape 2020 hope you enjoyed that coming in at number 32 is a band that waited a long time to put out their sophomore record but uh, i don't know I, I guess the other members have been busy although i don't know what they've been doing between albums i mean perhaps they're you know using a secret identity but uh yeah the network right here they put out their first album around 2003 or four or something like that called Money Money 2020, so it's only fitting that they put out the sequel finally, just coming in uh, right at the very end, just like Foxy Shazam. On December 4th of 2020, we finally get Money Money 2020 Part 2, subtitled We Told You So. And, you know, let, let's just say if you are on the wrong side of history, you will not like this record. You will take it as a personal attack, whether you're a Republican or a flat earther or a terrible asshole, or just all of the above, which usually means all of the above. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's really on the nose. <laughs> but I love it, because I have my own opinions, and uh, yeah, if you want to know them, a lot of them are on this record. <laughs> so there's really not much else to interpret uh, with that. So let's just get to the music right here. So, uh, one of my favorite songs from this album, and uh, I could have played a lot of them, uh, but this one's a lot of fun. This was the first thing I heard when they were relaunching the campaign that they had a new album out. Uh, so, yeah, here you go. This one's called Ivanka is a Nazi. So many Nazis. Don't 
there you go. Of course, uh, you can always expect a very Devo-esque approach from the network. And uh, yeah, you hear it a lot in there. So there you go. That was Ivanka is a Nazi. That's how you spell it. And that's uh, how you spell it in real life, too. All right. That was from the album Money Money 2020, part two. We told you so. Yeah. Uh, go check that one out and the first album if you are so inclined. I like that band a lot, actually. If you have uh, highly sophisticated rock and roll ears, you could probably figure out the band I was referring to that they actually are. Their real world identity, if you will. Okay, we're going to close off this particular part with album number 31, of course, of the top 40 albums of 2020. Uh, this band, uh, pretty consistent with me. They, they have their ups and downs as far as their overall catalog, but I think this one, uh, they're in the three quarters good section for sure, but... When they're on, they're on, man. And I've constantly said over the years and consistently said over the years that the really cool thing about this band is that they really are their own genre. Uh, they, they definitely have their influences, but you can't really tell just by listening to them who they listen to. You kind of have to go with maybe stuff they cover over the years, and they're all over the map. I definitely believe that they are a true original band, and so I dig them on that sense, but I just really like their sound. Uh, for the most part, you know, they can kind of drone on here and there sometimes. But like I said, when they're on, they're hard to beat. So the Deftones put out their ninth studio album here, Ohms, on September 25th of 2020, produced by their longtime producer, Terry Date. Most of their catalog has been produced by Terry, and you can tell that the band is back together. Uh, so yeah, I say check it out, especially if you're a fan, you're going to be rabid. I'm a pretty decent fan, so I think it's pretty, pretty damn good. Good enough for number 31 on the top 40 right here. Here's a song that I really like off the record that I'm probably going to butcher the name of it. So here's Urantia? Urantia? Bassinger? Okay. Enjoy it regardless. <laughs>
closing off part one of the top 40 albums of 2020 coming in at number 31 right there that was the deftones with uh, let's go with your urantia urantia who, who cares right it, it, it rocks okay i'm gonna go ahead and get out of here but i'll be back tomorrow or maybe the day after not sure but uh yeah I'm, i plan on getting this top 40 done by the end of the week so i can guarantee that at least so uh yeah stay tuned stay on the feed share it when it comes out all that good stuff for the rest of the plugs, stay tuned for my better half, Nola, and of course, the best damn outro song in all of the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, our new kittens, Ruby and Ripley, get a treat. We're on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rock Strikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is C njradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. Talking Rock with Joey and the great Mark Strickle of Talking Metal, and the I Am Vinyl podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.